KVLA Talk 1580. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And God bless. I'm Dominique DePrima. The show is called First Things First, but first thing today and every day, giving thanks, giving praises, and asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders, and getting it going your day, my day, Miles's day. That's why we call it First Things First. If you've been up, welcome in. So this is what we do. Typically, our one, we look to the left coast, the Pacific side of town. Our two, we go national, international, and beyond. And in the third hour, we do a deep dive with a person of interest or a hot topic, something along those lines. Today is sort of like that, but sort of not. It's a little bit jam-packed. Of course, you're still welcome in every hour at 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580. You are always, always welcome into our chat space hangout space on YouTube. It's youtube.com and then KBLA 1580. And I love, love, love to communicate with you on all the apps, uh, Twitter, Twitter X, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, it's KBLA 1580. You can find me at Deprima Radio, D-I-P-R-I-M-A, and then radio. Like I said, we got a lot going on today. So um, the best time to call is all the time. Um, we will be talking in hour three about uh, the the latest developments in this battle, uh, really the um, Black Lives Matter Global uh, Network Foundation, the um, the folks that were supposed to be good shepherds of the money that ended up being some greedy consultants running off with the dollars. Well, there is some more movement in court and uh, will between uh, the real Black Lives Matter, which is Black Lives Matter grassroots. So we'll we'll, we'll break that down. Dr. Melina Abdullah will be with us. Uh, we will be hearing from uh, Councilwoman Heather Hutt in hour two. And also, of course, it's a Wealth Building Wednesday, so you'll get some breaking news for those uh, in Los Angeles about uh, a business we all know and love, Black-owned business. And then... Uh, of course, there's right now where we're focusing on the local. So all that is happening. You are invited in. I think I mentioned, um, yeah, well, I, I know you know that tomorrow we are honoring, you know, we, we, the city of Los Angeles. That's the we that I'm using right there. Honoring Reverend James Lawson, who is just one of the architects of the civil rights movement, uh, an advisor and counselor to Dr. Martin Luther King, am among many others, the main scholar of the nonviolent resistance movement. He will be getting his, you know, I, I don't know what you call it. I, I guess it's signage on um, Adams Boulevard outside of Holman Church. It will become Reverend James Lawson Way. And so in honor of that, we will play my... Uh, interview. I had a chance to sit down with the 95-year-old icon. That will be tomorrow. And I will be out there um, as one of the MCs for that fabulous event, which you are invited to. There's a screening uh, of the movie Rustin. There's a presentation. It, it starts at three o'clock by in front of Holman. There's a march. A lot of electeds will be out there speaking. So definitely something uh, to tap into if you're interested in civic engagement, if you're interested in some real uh, powerful and living history regarding uh, <laughs> Dr. King's birthday, it's already starting so much going on. 
And of course, on Monday for the Martin Luther King holiday, aside from the Iowa caucuses, KBLA is co-sponsoring the Lamert Park Festival, which happens after the parade. The Kingdom Day Parade is still on. Don't hear as much about it, but it's still going on. And afterwards, we gather in Lamert Park. There's booths, there's vendors, music, food, all kinds of things. KBLA is one of the sponsors of that. So we will see you there on Monday. Man, we got a lot going on. Well, that's that's the norm, right, for MLK uh, Week. It's like we come out of the holiday season, we come right into that, and then boom, it is time for Black History Month. Never a dull moment around here. But in Los Angeles, for those tracking, um, you may um, be thinking or looking forward to, hopefully you are looking forward to all of these big things coming to town, right? We have the Olympics coming. Some are against it. I'm a fan of the Olympics. I love to see the international camaraderie, the athleticism, and the opportunity. Um, And then we also have the World Cup coming here. And I always look forward to all the... um, amazingly handsome. No, I look forward to, (laughs) I'm not, I'm actually, I'm not lying. That's true. But also the the competition and people from all over the world will be visiting our city. What does that mean? It means um, infrastructure building. You already see it happening at the airport um, and you already see it happening um, in Inglewood with the people mover, which is going to the airport. Uh, So, you know, what does that mean for us? How do we as Angelinos get a piece of that action um, as far as dollars and cents? How do we particularly as black businesses um, get a piece of that? How do we share in the wealth? Because certainly it is our taxpayer dollars that are making all of this stuff happen and all of us will benefit from it. Well, There's something called the LA Infrastructure Forum, and one of their aims is to help us figure out uh, as business people and and, and residents here uh, in LA, just that. Um, Joining me this morning, uh, we have the President and Chief Executive Officer of that. Uh, She's got over 25 years of experience in insurance brokerage and um, property and casualty insurance, surety and risk management. They have developed a, a special strategy called aligned risk management and they have administered contractor development programs for the city of los angeles la metro the county of los angeles alameda county and the city and county of san francisco all things that make a lot of sense uh, as far as where we are right now the crossroads that we are at here in los angeles ingrid merriweather welcome back Yes, good morning. Thank you for having me back in. Happy New Year. Same to you. Well, you know, I have a rule. Once King uh, MLK Day passes, we can't, we're not allowed to say <laughs> Happy New Year anymore. So we got a few more days. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Now, tell me what is the LA Infrastructure Forum? Um, well, it's really a, a, a reference to an effort at collaborating on um, policies, practices, and programs that are going to create access to public contracting opportunities. A lot of those will be in construction, as you referenced, because of things like the infrastructure bill and funding funds mostly construction 
related projects, but it's an effort to have a a collaborative response to what is it going to take to have uh, true access to contract opportunities, the engagement of small, diverse businesses, including black businesses, their successful participation, and their ability to participate in generational wealth building, which inures from being involved in mega, multi-billion dollar uh, public construction that goes on within a region in a in a time frame that kind of covers the span that you referenced from the Olympics to back to today. That's going to be billions of dollars that are going to get spent. And we want to make sure that Angelinans, diverse communities, get a healthy share of those types of contract opportunities because the legacy that comes from that is building businesses and building generational wealth. Right. I mean, it seems like that's our, a lot of those projects are already in motion. The, the upgrade of the L.A. airport, um, the, the people mover, and, you know, some of this expanded metro, um, you know, structure, infrastructure, it's already in motion. And I feel like sometimes it seems that this stuff is just passing us by, passing our communities by, <laughs> our businesses by. Um, you see the money flowing, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be um, really exiting on any of the uh, off ramps that we live in. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair assessment, or am I not aware of black-owned businesses, BIPOC-owned enterprises that are really involved right now? Yeah, I'd say some of both. You're not wrong that the money is already flowing, and it does give you the sense that the trains already left the station. Um, But there actually are BIPOC businesses, including black businesses, that are getting some very significant contract opportunities. We just happened to administer a program that you referenced for three of the major L.A. agencies that purpose is to make sure diverse businesses get to participate in these projects by removing some of the systemic barriers that have historically precluded them from participating. So we kind of have a, a, a bit of a front row seat to see that, yes, minority businesses are getting contract opportunities, both as subcontractors to larger firms, um, but also direct contract opportunities as primes. Um, so both with the city of L.A., LAX for sure, um, L.A. Metro, L.A. County, and all three of these agencies are also now signature to the Equity and in Infrastructure Project, which is an even further reflection of a level of commitment, a very public-specific commitment that they have made to ensuring that diverse firms are going to get contract opportunities with these agencies. And then I'd make one more comment, and that is those agencies that I just referenced and that you've referenced, yes, there's the infrastructure bill and the funding that will come from that, but those agencies are doing construction nonstop 24-7. So whether it's infrastructure funded or not, just the ongoing operation, maintenance, everyday construction is still in the billions of dollars. So we don't have to wait for an infrastructure funding of of mega dollars. There is ongoing dollars 
that are spent by these agencies, construction and otherwise, um, in the billions of dollars. So it's not like this window of time, and if we miss it, the opportunity is lost. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. It's, okay, just really quickly, yeah. I want to circle back on a couple things you said. Uh, whether you're mm-hmm. sub or prime, you mean whether you're subcontracting with a larger, uh, you know, co- corporation as a black-owned or BIPOC-owned business, you might be um, kind of part of a project, but not directly, as opposed to prime, which means what? Uh, prime means that you are the one under contract directly with the agency, that, that you have won the bid or the RFP opportunity directly. You, you have the direct contract with the agency. RFP request um, so, for proposal for those not familiar. Yes. Yeah, and um, when we come forward, I also want you to break down, uh, when you say, you know, talk about these folks have committed to uh, to equity inside of infrastructure and, and diversity. What does that exactly mean? Who are those folks? Uh, we'll meet another uh, party to this L.A. infrastructure forum and really get into some concrete, um, you know, details about how people are our kbla delegation small businesses medium-sized businesses um owners operators how you can take steps right now to get involved as uh, ingrid merriweather says not just in the big big billion dollar projects that are in motion but in the ongoing and we see it everywhere sort seemingly endless stream of building and development that is happening in Southern California. I'm Dominique DePrima, and you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More first things first with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Now, so lots of dollars flowing here. Um, Ingrid Merriweather is with me. She's uh, president and CEO um, with many years experience in the insurance business, but also in infrastructure development, part of the L.A. Infrastructure Forum. And uh, you mentioned this equity and infrastructure project. You also talked about how various um, agencies are making a commitment. So who are we talking about? Equity and infrastructure is a national uh, commitment, right? That is correct. It was uh, a, an initiative founded by a number of gentlemen, including Phil Washington, who used to be uh, the president and CEO of L.A. Metro, um, and it's uh, in conjunction with the infrastructure bill and something referred to as Justice 40 within the infrastructure bill that says 40% of the benefit of infrastructure spending should go to communities who have been disenfranchised in a number of ways. So contracting is just one of those aspects. Um, But the other relates to just something you ran during the break, talking about climate equity. Um, And so you're going to have this kind of um, triple bottom line effect where these dollars are going to be expended. That means contract opportunities and some of the construction will be, you know, zero carbon, clean energy development. And so that's kind of an example of ways in which there are a multitude of ways to achieve more equity um, by addressing what has been, you know, kind of the historic environmental discrimination that minority communities have experienced, but also participating in the economic benefit 
um, that comes from Right. That. I mean, we call so, it environmental racism. We're still experiencing it. Yeah. Like, right here in L.A., look at where most of these oil wells are and how yeah. they continue to operate where there are schools and, and people working out and all kinds of things. So, yeah. Um, it's an important uh, piece, and for those who are not paying attention on when we're having our, our PSAs, we Friday we have a big announcement on uh, KBLA's commitment to climate justice. It'll be up at Kenneth Hahn Park, where the MLK um, Memorial Grove is, and a lot of electeds will be there. And, you know, we are committed to doing something about uh, the climate emergency in general and specifically environmental justice. Yeah. Uh, and you asked about the agencies who've signed uh, this equity and infrastructure pledge. So it includes L.A. County. Matter of fact, they had multiple departments along with Supervisor Holly Mitchell, you know, make this very public um, commitment to equity in contracting with L.A. County. You had LAX or LAWA. You had L.A. Department of Water and Power. You have the Port of Long Beach. You have the Port of L.A., Metropolitan Water District, and I think I've covered all. But of that's the just ones a pledge. I mean, so it, it's there's no yes. there's no legal teeth to it. They're just saying we mean to do correct. this, right? So that yes. means and quite on, yeah. yes, and quite honestly, it's it's a pledge of what is referred to as a coalition of the willing, because you yeah. you are aware, Dominique, that. Even right now, we're dealing with what I call blacklash yeah. <laughs> or backlash from anything around diversity, right. equity, and inclusion. Yeah, we'll it's get into that. Challenged right now. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later. I want to bring in another voice uh, who's actually uh, joining us this morning. He's the president and owner of a company called Global Electric. William Jackson. Good morning. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm great. Um, welcome in. So, tell me uh, how you know you are the owner. Uh, you're running this this company. Uh, tell me a little bit about your company. Sure. Uh, Global Electric is a um, electrical contractor that focuses exclusively on public works projects, and particularly in the transportation space is kind of our sweet spot. So uh, what we've been doing is working on a lot of LA Metro stations. Um, we are currently working on the, the new Purple Line going through West LA, and we have multiple scopes on that project. As you and Ingrid spoke about, we are a subcontractor, so we tend to be um, the electrical contractor, or as a small business, minority-owned business, we may also be in second position, which is called a, a, a second-tier sub. Uh, so we may work beneath a larger electrical contractor as well. When you say minority-owned, uh, be specific. What does that mean? Uh, I'm an African-American, so we are an African-American-owned business. A black-owned business. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Black-owned. Um, and, and do you – tell me how you see the stuff like the Equity and Infrastructure Project, the L.A. Infrastructure Forum, and, um, you know, have has any of this actually aided you in getting uh, more opportunities? Absolutely. Um, you know – Contracting with large uh, public agencies is, is a bit uh, intimidating, so you kind of need a little bit of, uh, of a, uh, information, a little bit of support to get involved and, and try to find those right doors to knock on. And that's why Meriwether and Williams has been so so instrumental to us because they have uh, they've helped us find opportunities. I get lead opportunities mailed to me on a regular basis from Meriwether and Williams and. 
They also help me with my bonding, which is one of the most difficult parts of being a small subcontractor is being able to qualify for a bond. Right, which is basically uh, securing the project, right, Ingrid? Uh, yeah, it's a guarantee of your performance. Yeah. So the um, so y- y- that's something I hear a lot, actually, um, William Jackson, this idea that, you know, I want to do business with the county, I want to be working with LAWA, LA World Airports, but the paperwork maze, the bureaucratic, um, you know, mountain is, is a high one to climb. That is absolutely true. It's, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit challenging at first, uh, but if you start small and, and you kind of find a niche that you're most comfortable with and, and, and meet the right people and introduce yourself and, and, you know, if you continue to bid projects, you will ultimately win something, but if you don't bid, you can never win. <laughs> you got to play to win. When you say start small, what does that mean? It means there there are uh, set-aside contracts and, and contracts uh, available to small businesses that may be, say, under 150 k uh, that are a little bit more attainable for, for small businesses as opposed to trying to go after a multi-million dollar project uh, that involves a lot more sophistication, a lot more backroom administration. And, um, you know, with public works, you have certain responsibilities in terms of certified payrolls that you have to generate and turn into the state. And uh, it's a little bit more um, of a complex uh, transaction, but they're all small contracts. There are service contracts or maintenance or even janitorial or, or uh, you know, just moves, adds, and changes. And those may be a little bit more attainable to at least get your foot in the door. And do you find uh, that as you, if you start small that in, and you are working with various people networking, that you can move your way up uh, to larger projects um, or that plenty of small projects exist to keep those uh, more, you know, small size businesses busy? Absolutely. Uh, there, there are tons of opportunities on that smaller scale, and some are even set aside for, for small business and even minority-owned businesses, because uh, any project having federal dollars uh, will probably have what's called a DBE associated with it, a disadvantaged business entity requirement. Uh, State of California did away with race-conscious um, race, um, uh, set-asides, but the federal um, Contracts still have a race-conscious um, component to it. So if you see the term DBE or MBE, Minority Business Entity, um, that is a race-conscious program that is looking for disadvantaged businesses, whether it be uh, minorities, um, women, and uh, uh, disabled veterans as well. Yeah, we got news, traffic, and sports right now, and I want to talk uh, what Ingrid Merriweather brought up about the attacks on DEI, especially since uh, what you just raised, uh, William Jackson. We'll look at that and more and how you can get an opportunity when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. And um, yes, indeed, I'm glad to have you with me this morning. Money, money, money. Everybody needs it. Everybody wants it. Well, most people do, especially if you're a small business owner. And, you know, here in L.A. County, the opportunities are bountiful. We've got some folks here to help us help you get uh, a piece of it. If you have a small business already, 
some things you should know. Um, Ingrid Merriweather is president and CEO of Merriweather Williams and a member of the LA Infrastructure Forum. William Jackson, president and owner of Global Electric. So you mentioned, uh, well, Mr. Jackson mentioned MBEs and DBEs. Um, uh, Ms. Merriweather, you were talking about how we have these national attacks on DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. It start, I think it started in Florida with the banning of uh, DEI in uh, universities there. And it seems to be picking up steam. Supreme Court, of course, mm-hmm. banning affirmative action. Can those federal <coughs> programs like the MBE and the DBE that he was talking about, can those even survive? Can uh, equity and infrastructure you know, outlast the uh, Supreme Court. Can those kinds of initiatives to help underrepresented businesses, even if it doesn't specifically say black or BIPOC, can they be long for this world? Yeah. Well, um, we all need to pray (laughs) that they survive because they're very important programs that have been proven necessary to create equity. Um, uh, Mr. Jackson made reference to California losing its affirmative action, um, what, 27, 28 years ago now, if you recall, Prop 209 ended affirmative action in the state of California. And there was a study done about 20 years after that proposition passed where they wanted to see what was the effect of it. And they looked at This was uh, done by the Felton Henderson Center at UC Berkeley, which is kind of rich since it was a UC Berkeley regent, Ward Connolly, that, you know, brought about the end of affirmative action in California. But anyway, they did this study. They focused on Caltrans, the number of minority businesses who had been doing business with Caltrans before Prop 209 and how many had been doing business with them 20 years later. And what they determined was 75% of the businesses that had been doing business with Caltrans, not only were they not doing business with Caltrans, but they were out of business 20 years later. They were gone. And so there's been the evidence that proves you need these specific programs requiring participation because it does not happen organically for many of the reasons that we already understand. So... The challenges against the MWBE programs, the DBE program has now been sued in the state of Tennessee, um, are very concerning. And that's why things like the Equity and Infrastructure Project, which is not about rules and regulations or policies requiring it. It is a coalition of willing participants who uh, find that inclusion and participation of all types of businesses is important, not just because of equity, but also to increase competition. These are public funded taxpayer dollars. You want as many businesses competing um, for these contracts as possible because that affects costs. So I think that the efforts can continue. We may have to call things differently. We may have to do things a bit differently, but the need to have a large number of businesses enabled to compete for public contracts is critically important um, and should uh, be sustained no matter how much they challenge 
race and gender specific requirements. Yeah, I mean, I th- you can see the same impact with Prop 209 in, you know, <laughs> the elite um, college admissions for public universities like UCLA, UC Berkeley, uh, Black and Latino and others have plummeted uh, their admissions. And so it's doing what it was intended to do, which is keep us out. Um, so, you know, that said, as you, as you mentioned, we, some folks are finding ways around it. But let me ask you, William Jackson, what do you think when, you, when you're partnering with a larger corporation as a subcontractor um, or a second-tier sub, Getting involved and and being approved to work on these projects, what do you think they're looking for that um, many BIPOC-owned businesses, small businesses overlook or, you know, just don't have together yet? Yeah, you know, that's a tough question, but I think what they're really looking for is a business who is is really uh, qualified to perform the work at a a level that is um, considered to be... um, um, quality work that uh, they can put their name behind, and, and as a partner, you you know you are going to impact their ability to perform the scope. So you really have to know your trade, and you and when you're in public works, you have to really be on top of your paperwork because there are ramifications if your paperwork is not done well or is is, is done sloppily. So uh, they really are looking for qualified subs who can actually come to the table and, and perform the work. Yeah, the paperwork ceiling, a lot of us, uh, you know, struggle with that. It, and, and some of it is perception, um, where we think we can't do a thing, but uh, there's people to help you. You don't have to do it yourself. You can actually go to, a, you know, a business incubator. You can go to uh, someone, I guess, like uh, like you, Ingrid Merriweather, but you could go to mm-hmm. a Vermont's Loss and Economic Development Corporation. You can get involved with um, a number of organizations that, are available or private companies that can help you uh, just like, you know, you don't fix your own plumbing and you don't say, well, I'll just have a stopped up toilet because I'm not a plumber. No, you hire <laughs> someone that knows how to do it. Um, well, I'm going to ask you the same question, Ingrid Merriweather. What do you see these um, opportunities, you know, whether they be subcontracting or primes that they're seeking that we, as particularly as black-owned businesses, but small businesses in general, need to um, step up on? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll underscore a lot of what William said. I mean, one, you want to show up prepared. You know, you, you can't show up and say, well, I'm a black business. You need minority businesses, so you have to do business with me. That that mentality won't get you anywhere. And matter of fact, it, it does harm to all of us. So, uh, as you might say, you need to come correct. <laughs> you need to make sure that your business financials are in good order. Uh, William can probably give testament to the fact that most of these companies, especially in construction, they're going to pre-qualify you. They're going to put you through a process to determine whether or not you are uh, qualified at the level that they need um, to take you on because they're responsible for your performance to the owner themselves. So find out what is pre-qualification look like. Let me get my paperwork in order. Let me look as strong as I possibly can. And as you've already mentioned, there are organizations, ours being one, but there are others who will provide business with the type of assistance 
so that they can make a good presentation um, for their business. Then I think the other part that's really important that William also mentioned is start small. Don't overshoot. You know, I know a, a $3 million contract sounds more exciting than a $300,000 one, but a $3 million failure can put you out of business. And so this starting small, growing gradually while you are putting in place the necessary backroom effort to make sure you do do the paperwork right. If you're going to make a mistake, you don't want to make it on a $3 million contract. So don't underestimate the importance of the administrative side of performing a contract. Make sure you have the resources or some external support that you're getting that part done correctly. Because once you understand that, and really inculcate that in how you do business, then as the contracts get larger, that gets easier. The The process is the same even on a larger contract. So once you learn to do things like certified payroll, that will transition onto larger projects and get easier over time. So start small. Make sure your business is in good health before you pursue the opportunities, as good as it can be. And then take advantage of the resources like our program and others whose purpose is to help put you in a better position, make a better uh, presentation, and be ready for the contract opportunities that should be coming your way. When we come forward, I want to talk about where to start. You know, how do you start climbing that bureaucratic mountain? <laughs> and, and you know, what are some of the places we should be looking? Uh, to your point, yeah, it's not just the airport. It's not just the metro. But even within those big uh, behemoths, where should we be looking as small businesses, as black-owned businesses, for those opportunities that we might not be paying attention to uh, that could be make or break. And so sad to hear what you said about 75% of those businesses uh, post 209 either not getting the business anymore or actually going bankrupt. Uh, so we'll look at that stuff when we come forward exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. Yep, there's a lot of money out there, and um, I would love, love, love to see more of us. By us, I mean black businesses. By us, I mean BIPOC-owned, women-owned, small businesses, local enterprises, get these dollars so we can keep them flowing here. Ingrid Merriweather is joining me. She's the president and CEO of um, Merriweather Williams, also part of the LA Infrastructure Forum. William Jackson, president and owner of Global Electric. So where should we be looking? I guess I'll start with you, William, William Jackson. What are we overlooking? I mean, most people know about the airport, know about the metro, but even those are such massive um organizations and that could mean missed opportunities if we're not well versed right that is correct and uh, i think the most important thing for a small uh, diverse business to do is to really network and start looking at some of the resources available to us to um to meet uh corporations there are many corporations that have um uh, diversity and inclusion goals and they are sincere in trying to find small uh, black-owned and minority-owned businesses to work with. 
Um, as an example, the SoFi, I believe, has a, um, a, a group that uh, focuses on small local businesses. Um, and if you look at some of the local uh, minority newspapers, and uh, like LA Business Journal, there are ad- advertisements there for small businesses, DBE set-asides. Um, I, those are in there every day. And I, I see those opportunities, and um, we reach out to some of the general contractors and submit um Submit a bid, and and um, you know you're going to win your fair share. I love that uh, networking. Or do you belong, um, Mr. Jackson? Do you belong to like chambers of commerce? I remember one time having a conversation with the mayor of Inglewood, James Butts, and he said, "Well, the first thing a business should do is join their local chamber of commerce." Well, I don't belong to that particular group, but I do belong to the um, um, the minority contractors group in okay. Los Angeles. Uh, NAMC. So trade associations. uh, Yeah. Trade associations, yes. Uh, National Association of Minority Contractors, and that's been instrumental in, in, you know, uh, networking with like-minded people who are in the same position, that go through the same challenges I do on a daily basis, and and it's good to know there's somebody out there like you who's going through the same thing and has has figured out a way (laughs) to to still be successful. Ingrid Merriweather, if I am trying to do all the things that you uh, and... Uh, William Jackson have said, you know, have our paperwork tight, our bid has to look good, not overreaching, having our financials in alignment. It sounds a little overwhelming. Where do we start? Um, Well, it's probably a good idea to start with getting certified because once you are certified, you're going to automatically start receiving information about contract opportunities within your particular field. So most certifications have something called a next code that basically it's a, it's a code that's in association with whatever your specific type of business is. And you can have multiple next codes, but when you get certified with the city of LA or LA County, you'll then be in a database. So you'll start receiving not just contract bid opportunities, but you'll also receive information that's targeted towards small businesses. So information about our program, for example, and that resource, information about other initiatives that the agency may be engaged in, focused on small business. And then that certification is important because as larger firms are looking to bid on projects and they require them to have small local business participation, you want to be a certified firm because you would then be a firm they would get credit for. How do you get certified? uh, Well, uh, go to the website for any agency, City of LA, LA County, LA Metro, put in certification in a search engine if you don't see it, and it will pop up. Or you can also contact our office um, at info at imwis.com, and we will assist you with the certification process with any one of those agencies. Info at imwis.com. Exactly. And talk to me about your program. What is it, What do you mean when you say that? What What does that uh, consist yeah. of? So our program, which is supported by the city of L.A., L.A. County, and L.A. Metro, is called the Contractor Development and Bonding Assistance Program. We also do contract financing. Um, And so as Mr. Jackson referred to, bonding for contractors is just one of those 
what feels like an insurmountable bar to get over because qualifying for bonding is like qualifying for credit. And when it comes to being a small and minority business, you know, our financials don't always have the same strength as larger companies. It makes it hard to qualify for. So our program is a resource that's funded by these agencies where we will actually put collateral up on your behalf to help you qualify for bonding with a bonding company. Um, So that's one of the resources we provide, a tremendous amount of technical assistance, and then also contract funding. So the other big challenge, once you get over all the hurdles to pursue a contract and you bid on something and you're awarded, well, now you got to figure out, well, where's the money going to come from? Because you have to fund the prosecution of your work until you start getting progress payments. Yeah. And that is going to be typically a minimum of 60 days, and that's if everything is perfect, and it's more likely going to be longer than that. So you have to have um, an, uh, the ability to fund your labor costs, your material purchases, the ongoing operations of your business while you're waiting to get paid and reimbursed. Um, and so we started uh, a few years ago with contract financing, where we work with community development financial institutions um, who want to fund uh, minority businesses who've been awarded public contracts. So we can extend money to you in conjunction with a contract you've been awarded with one of those agencies. And it's not based on your financials, and it's not based on your credit. We essentially collateralize the contract and advance you funds that you will be getting paid back through progress payments. So that's key in helping ensure you're going to have some working capital because you don't want to start a contract and have no means of raising the the funds necessary to cover your costs while you wait that long cycle to get paid. I've been there. Um, And now do you have, (laughs) is there a website specific to that? Uh, it's all on the same website, so LACONDEV, L-A-C-O-N-D-E-V dot com will have all this information. L-A-C-O-N-D-E-V dot com. Uh, yeah. And, you know, same question just real quickly here as we approach the top of the hour. Uh, Ingrid Merriweather, where should people be looking for opportunities that they're not? Um, well, I would say if I, if it were me, I would probably start with the city of L.A. because they have a public works department. Um, and so, again, I'm, I put a lot of emphasis in construction because there's construction and construction-related opportunities. And as Mr. Jackson referred to, even service contracts, uh, janitorial, security guard services, um, those are great contracting opportunities that are accessible that are oftentimes smaller in size. Um, and so City of L.A. Public Works, they have something called community-level contracting, where they're targeting contract opportunities at $150,000 and below. So that's where I would start. And then also there's RAMP, R-A-M-P, which is this um, City of L.A.-sponsored uh, the system that you can register on and be informed of contract opportunities both in the public sector and the private sector um, throughout the region. That's great stuff. Uh, really quickly here, William Jackson, final word. Yes, I'd just like to say that um, I know that what we've said today seems very uh, complicated and, and, and it sounds like it would be quite a challenge to get started. 
But the most important thing is to just take it one step at a time, start small, and, and make sure that um, that you're you're good at what you do. You bring a good trade, and you 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 stand behind your word, and you answer your phone when it rings, and uh, mm-hmm. you will be successful. Answer the phone, <laughs> open the mail. Thirty seconds here, Ingrid Merriweather. Bring us home. Take take advantage of the resources out there. Uh, Mayor Brett Bass and others are really serious about equity and opportunities. But if we don't show up and show we want to take advantage of them, you know, they, they don't stay around. Um, so it's really important to take advantage of the numerous efforts that are out there. Just plug into the process. You'll start learning what you need to learn. Ingrid Merriweather and William Jackson, thank you so much. A wealth of information. Our pleasure. Nice to talk with you again. Absolutely. It is a Wealth Building Wednesday. Let's meet a small business, a black-owned business. You know them, but they've got some new announcements. That's next on KBLA Talk 1580.